0: You are listening to the Legendarium Blue Team. You have chosen wisely. Go to patreon.com/legendarium to support the show. Unless Harry so. travels through time as Merlin and gives it to uh, Arthur because it's Excalibur. Sure. <laughs>
1: Did everybody else hear me roll my eyes just now?
0: (laughs) And welcome to the Legendarium. We are the blue team and we are having a ball um we that's because it's
2: late at night and
0: we're it's late on at
2: squad night cast. It's, we're on podcast
0: we are we are all in our own homes we don't have to worry about infecting each other not because any of us are showing signs or asymptomatic or recently exposed but just because you know life happens and we've got technology so why not use it once in a while right we, we've we got to like, talk about yeah. this book we did not want to
1: wait another two days when we were actually available in person
0: we needed to talk about it now
2: Especially exactly. because we, some we of us like five minutes to talk about this and get to battleground. So some
0: of it, yes, I, I don't think have any of us started reading. You guys picked yeah, up all the three events chapters, those,
2: right? right? I have not read them. I started okay. the first chapter, but I didn't even finish it. So,
0: okay. yeah, I've, so, I've. I mean, actually been, I so I fit. Well, you know what? We'll get into that a little bit later. Let's <laughs> yeah. Let Let's take care. Let's take care of the the normal stuff. As far as housekeeping, yeah. you all know. Well, I, I guess we should tell everybody who we are. Well, wait a minute—they know who we are. I'm. They taught, know who we are, but there's Ken, tell them there's anyway. Megan. Uh, I mean, we are here. We are the blue team, and we are—we are kind of beside um, ourselves about this about about recording Dresden right now because we've all been <laughs> we've all been trying to hold it together while we get to the while we wait for Battleground to drop. Um, no, I, I, I seriously
2: up
1: for two whole days, you guys. What <laughs> 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 was awesome.
0: I seriously you.
2: can't believe we're here. It feels like at the beginning of the year when we were tr- plotting out the the map. We're like, oh, maybe one day we'll be caught up, and it, it, we'll, we'll talk about the fun road it's been. But I can't believe we're here.
0: I, you know, I can't. I can, because. I know how hard I have worked to stay on top of all of this and to get to a point where we could be. And I know you guys have worked at least that hard to try and make Mm -hmm. sure that we were ready to do these books when they dropped for the, for the podcast, because my goodness, it's the, the community has just kind of wrapped us up in their arms and carried us along with them. And it's been a blast. And I love it. I love it all.
1: It's a good community to be a part of.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like y'all.
2: I can't oh, no.
0: complain at all. So, Ken, do you have a do you have a recap for us?
2: Absolutely. And in honor of this book, I have written only half a recap.
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: I'm just kidding. I actually wrote a whole recap because you know wherever the recap stops, that's actually the entire recap. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Only uh, counting on the fingers, sixteen books for Harry Dresden to finally learn how to mind his tongue. Some people learn slower than others. Dark designs, plots within traps are being woven to bring together all of the major factions from the past 15 books, combine them with most of the short stories and graphic novels to engage in peace talks, hence the name, with the disgusting demon reject Fomor, which I'm pretty sure stands for frogs or monsters, only repulsive-er. <laughs> the, yeah. the White Council Wizard <laughs> Warden of Demon Reach Winter Night, Harry Starborn. Do I need to give you a second there? <laughs> no, no, keep going. Keep going, keep going. White, White Council Wizard Warden of Demon Reach Winter Night Harry Starborn is charged with overseeing said accorded peace talks speak for the Winter Court, even as they actively try to disavow all knowledge of his actions while protecting the maidenly virtue of the White Council, even while they try to drum him out of the continuum. Like uh, another wizard named Harry in some book about a fiery bird, he's being made to feel alone and vulnerable by separating him from all of his friends. He's also trying to figure out who tried to use Thomas as a nefarious assassin puppet And while somehow either helping or stopping Lara Wraith from making him dead by favor, while springing his brother from Harry's own old lab. That's not ironic. That's just sad. It It brings him. Yeah, it is. It brings him into direct conflict with his granddad, who also happens to be the most powerful wizard around while sniffing out black council machinations, protecting his little girl and weathering some weird childhood wizard cold. That's really more of a short story pigeonholed into a novel, which is fine since every other short story seems to pop up in this book.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true.
2: Oh, and and Andy has to keep from getting himself and Murphy arrested by the mortal authorities in between some intense team cardio
0: sessions. (laughs) That's called vertical fitness. No. That's horizontal it. fitness. That's what that is. Horizontal fitness.
1: Yeah. I, horizontal and vertical, I don't know the difference. Well. Okay. <laughs> it's
2: not,
0: never mind. We'll uh, Oh,
1: I'm so sorry that happened.
2: <sighs> Meanwhile. <laughs> The disgusting, slimy Fomor have gotten themselves tied quite literally to an ancient Celtic titan who has her eye eh? uh, eye yeah. on destruction. Okay, okay. Uh, being so bad news that she can cow Odin and curb stomp Queen freaking Mab into next Tuesday, it's all part of some grand scheme to double-cross the accorded nations, including the fae responsible for the Cubs' billy goat curse, so thanks for that. <laughs> and exact revenge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And exact revenge for a millennia of being exiled from for being totally disgusting and they're employing outsiders who it turns out are all hot for Harry because being starborn gives you some fancy and convenient outsider immunity. It occurs every 666 years and we're at about year 665 or so. Hence the urgency, nothing like mounting a two front defense against celestial powers. That's going to be fun. Oh, and uh, like a world, like a new world of Warcraft expansion, every diverse faction has a new, bigger, badder reason to put aside their differences and work together. Oh yeah. And Mavra's back. Sort of.
0: So yeah, what's fun. up with that?
2: Yeah. Questions. So Butters has a shard blade that seems to have many potential applications. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who else is starborn? I wonder. Mm. Uh, Odin, Odin, Beowulf. Who else exactly is Donar Vadarung? On a scale of one to Sanderson, how pleased were you that Butcher <laughs> employed basic <laughs> physics in the use of force magic? <laughs> I love it. I did
0: too. I did too.
2: So uh, who the heck did compel Thomas to go after all the Svart or to uh, attack the Svart I'm interested in that. And, and uh, last question, seriously, conjuritis.
0: Okay. Of all the silly things that have happened in all of the books, that is one of the goofiest ones. But yeah, uh, as far as, as far as a plot device for inserting extra, Tension and extra humor. Um, okay, fine, but I this is one of those where it didn't feel like it added to the story. It actually ridiculous kept taking yep, me out ridiculous of the story. But I'm willing to bet that there's a reason for it. We just haven't seen it yet because we haven't seen the second half of the book.
2: Because we, yep, we've only seen one half of the book, or as I like to call this Dresden Files Book Sixteen Point One, as as Kiptan on discord, like to put it a book in air quotes or in, well, he used literal quotes to make <laughs> uh, to, to a uh, placehold for his air quotes, but yeah, he didn't call it an actual book. He called it.
0: Yeah. I kind of, uh, you know, when, when I, so I've, I've kind of gotten into a rhythm. Uh, I, I listen to the books and one of the things that I do not do whenever I'm listening to a, to a book is I don't look at the chapters. I, I don't, uh, for those of you who use Audible and you, you understand, or some other kind of a reading app, you know that you can go and you can see what the chapters are. Because normally, you pick up a book, you, you kind of mark your path through it, right? Because you can see how many pages. With an Audible book, I'm, I'm, sure. I, I like to just go. I just, I just like to listen to it and see how long it lasts and see how it's going and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't. Sure. I This one, I did not look at the chapters, and I'm saying to myself, "Oh, we're at about chapter. It, it was 28." And I'm thinking, this is great. This is this is really yep. good setup. And I've still got almost 12, 13 chapters to go, maybe another twenty-two based on the last book, which was like 50 chapters. I'm thinking to myself, right, this is gonna get rip snorting good because all of the stuff that we've done in these first 28 chapters, I mean, it feels like it's coming to a pretty good climax. So the end of it and then it stops in like chapter 30.
1: Yeah, it kind of felt like good. it felt like if you end. Uh, the fellowship of the ring after galadriel shows sam and frodo the mirror yes in rivendell yes. yeah. like it was yeah. you know kind of a kind of a cool point they'd already had like a really good battle in moria but it's like it just yep. kind of ends like wait
0: i think I, th- I think we could all I, th- I think we could go across the gamut of science fiction and fantasy and find all kinds of places where we mm-hmm. could say it feels like this you know kind of it a is. deal it feels yeah. like if you ended Star Wars after the escape from the Death Star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you've, had, much, you've had yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi killed. You've had him get away. And then you end the movie. Okay. They, Yeah, they and get they, away from the yeah. Death Star and they say,
2: now it's time to go after that Death Star. In movie. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Okay. I, yeah. I struggled. I, I have the unfortunate... You said, Todd, that you've kind of gotten into a rhythm where you listen to it and you kind of have a basic idea of what's going to happen. I apparently have a tendency to interrupt my rhythm right at the worst <laughs> points. I listened to, because I listened to the audiobook mm-hmm. this time. And the, uh, the other time I listened to the audiobook was for changes where everybody is like, oh, this book is really craziness. And I listened to yeah. the audiobook book and I was like that. It just made the experience weird. Mm. And then... And so for this one, all that was available right away was the audiobook. And I got to say, James Marsters sounded bored. I had to listen to it at like 1.6 no. speed because I was just like, this poor man is reading through it. Like, uh, Even it, he felt like the book was incomplete, which is like, okay, well, here's some stuff. We're setting yeah, it up. I, would,
0: I, I kind of wondered I, about that after I heard done. you, because I, I think in our, in our text, you were saying, I'm not sure I like James Marsters. Um, I think you know that one of the one of the things about that and and maybe this doesn't have anything to do with this particular book but it certainly does with um it, stopping to think he's he's done 16 books plus the side books uh plus the anthologies mm-hmm. uh where where Harry was involved he's developed a uh, a real and and I think it was production quality on this one because it was yeah it,
1: there were some there was some really wonky there editing was, going
0: on and, in this one. And I and yep. you know, there were some places where it got really soft and then uh tone quality changed as if he was in a different studio mm-hmm. doing some pickup stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Hey, I did a I did an audio book recently. I know what this I know the lingo. Um so uh it, it sounds it sounded a little bit like there was like this one was rushed. Like
2: yes. a rush job. Yeah. It you you mentioned that you were bored of James Marsters and I thought it probably isn't James Marsters. It's probably more of the book. And we were, we were talking before the recording that I, I tried to go back and pull questions from discord, but then battlegrounds spoilers had started to pop up. So I just gave up and I got the sense though, that the three chief complaints about this book on discord and we'll hit them all are the book feels discombobulated. The, it, it, the editors did uh, Jim Butcher's Zero Favors and Ooh. I don't remember what the third one was, but there were, th- were three of them and we'll get to the other one. It, maybe it was just that it shouldn't have been split. I don't remember. but uh, But it, it did feel very... It felt very discombobulated to me because I felt like there were a bunch of things that were unnecessary in this one. Yeah. Or... It, it felt very much like a book that has been in process for the last yeah. six years to me.
1: Yeah. Where I'll kind of, oh, go ahead finish it. He's
2: like, Where he's getting, he's getting back into it. He's getting back into this world and he's just throwing all this stuff in there. I mean, Harry's a family man. Now that stuff was kind of boring to me. It felt very much like a an old you know, 80s sitcom and that where you get later in the sitcom and they bring in a new child or a new character or something to freshen it up. And, I'm not saying I don't love the Harry Maggie dynamic and I'm not saying I won't love it going forward. I'm just saying that I felt we spent way more time on it at the beginning than I felt like we needed to. I didn't need to know about pancakes. I didn't need to know. I I definitely didn't need to know about chondritis. I think that that better play off in battleground or pay off in battleground because it was completely a waste of time. That's something that the editor should have come back and said, this is completely unnecessary. Chop it out there's some space for battleground right there.
0: Understanding Jim Butcher the way that we do, uh, understanding Jim Butcher things, the way that but, we do, yeah. I am willing to suspend my judgment and my disbelief long enough to, to get through battleground because I have yet to be disappointed in one of his books. I have I have not been disappointed oh. when he gets to the payoff and he and he puts some things in place. It feels, I, I, I have to admit, I'm looking at it and I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. I... I mean, it 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 does feel it does feel very contrived. It feels very much like it was like like it has been shoehorned in. But I keep asking myself if he's shoehorning it in now. Yeah. Why? What is it that he's supposed to be using it? Because he and always it, uses these three pieces to do something. So what is he using it to do? Sure, it's it, it might be. be wonder... Sorry, go ahead, Megan.
1: Okay, I was just wondering as you're saying that. It's possible that it, it, there will likely be a payoff. That That's how Butcher usually sets these things up. But it could, it could also just be an indication of Harry using magic in different ways. Because McCoy, when he hears out that Harry has conjured, is like, uh, aren't you a little bit old for that? Because apparently right. that's something that kids get when they're younger. It's and they're experimenting wizard. with their power. Yeah. But Harry, he's growing in his powers and he's using them anew in new and different ways, which apparently has somehow triggered this weirdness because sure. he's
2: in a way that, that be, he hasn't before. So it's like it, a sign of his growth. It might be that if these books were actually one book, then we would have seen the payoff and this it's wouldn't possible. be a big deal. That um, be nice?
0: I, I wonder too. Um, so Ken, I, 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 guess I take a, I take a little bit of a different approach with the, with the conversation about the, the pancakes and the Maggie and, and the, uh, the babysitting and all that. And if you can hear my guinea pig in the background, I really apologize. It is I'm like looking. a little piggy. <laughs> the thing is just, a little he's, guinea he's complaining. I think I'll have to feed him some food really quick so that he'll stop. Can we pause this for just a second? Maybe he didn't like that it
2: was it was <laughs> split into two books either. Yeah. Go go do what you need, Todd. We'll, we'll talk about
0: He's a literary critic. Guinea pig, you are the loudest.
2: Sorry about that. We should be done with the funny thing. All right. So yeah. anyway. Uh I didn't so mind
1: much I didn't so much mind uh the Molly Harry stuff at the beginning. Um, Maggie. to your point. Maggie Harry. I what?
0: Maggie Harry. Maggie Harry? Did I or say Molly Harry. Yeah. We've got both.
1: a little bit of both of that. I meant Maggie Harry. Um it kind of it set it up for Harry living with the Spartals and um, the problems that come up there, especially with Mouse being very uh, not okay with the Spardals trying to get in through the um, through the floor. Mm-hmm.
2: How yeah, wild but, is that, by the way? I know,
1: it such a, it was actually a very cool scene, uh, and it, I just felt like it set up a whole bunch of things. But I agree that it's nice that Maggie is a ten year old and not like a newborn, where you know Harry is a new dad with a newborn. I feel like nothing kills a kills a moment yeah. with anything like.
0: Like a 10-year-old? I,
1: yeah. I was going to say like a newborn, but I didn't want people to be Oh, me. let me
0: tell you. It,
1: the babies are great, but they are all consuming. And so here he is, this 10-year-old who he can teach, because um, that's something he's always been concerned about, like having a child and how would that work into my world. And he's been able to teach Maggie, like these are the things that we do when we're in trouble. This is what we do when we're in danger. And now you're going to go stay with the carpenters. And she's like, okay, I get it. You know, the... Um, So it wasn't so much about like the domestic bliss necessarily as it was again, like Harry evolving as a human and finally having the, having a start of a family that he's always wanted because you see Thomas and Maggie are getting along so well. And then McCoy comes in and just kind of ruins the family dynamic.
0: The other thing that I thought that was really interesting about all of that interaction is that for the first time in all of the experiences that we have seen with Harry, He's being honest, at least as honest as Harry ever can be, with yeah. everybody. He's being honest with Maggie. He's being honest with Butters. He's being honest with. Uh, he's 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 being well, not with well, somewhat with Ramirez. Not not with McCoy. Uh, not with he's, McCoy.
1: He's eventually. I,
0: I think I think that the I, I think that the reckoning that he's going to have with McCoy. Uh, is going to be made all the more complicated because of the uh, battle on the on the docks that Harry, that Harry pulled off that little switcheroo.
1: But you know, Harry is forever trying to protect people, um, like keep information to himself to protect people. And in this case, it turns out he was protecting himself because McCoy. He tells McCoy, "Oh, you have this other grandson," and McCoy literally kills him. Turns literally out to not be the real Harry, but literally murders him. It's like, um, but Harry had good reason to keep that to himself. Yep.
2: Yeah, McCoy has serious rage issues. Uh, you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wonder where Harry gets it from. Um. So, right.
1: You kind of understand it because Tom- uh, Harry has very legit reasons for trusting Thomas and the relationship that he has developed with the white court. Um, but obviously McCoy has had really terrible dealings with them. And so you can kind of see his point of view too. Absolutely.
2: I'd be interested to know more about that. I, I feel like both of them have a point. I mean, Harry obviously has a pretty decent relationship with both, uh, Thomas and Lara, if not all of the wraiths or all of the white court. But I think that, I think McCoy has very, Real experience-based reasons to not trust them.
1: Oh yeah, well I can definitely see McCoy's point of view where he's like, okay, Harry, you literally wiped out all of the Red Court. How are you friends with the White Court? Like they are all yeah. so bad guys. How are you not yeah. seeing this?
0: Well, yeah. and I, I, I think that um, uh, I, I, me, me personally, um, as I, as I think about all of the, all of the hoops that he jumps through all of the mental gymnastics that he goes through to justify the choices that he makes about how he has to if he were if if he were just a little bit more transparent about the way that he has a foot in so many different circles you know we we can mm-hmm. you made the the mention about the starborn Deal being so critical. I think that that is probably going to be something that Butcher is going to use to say, and this is part of why Harry can have a foot in every one of these places and hold on to his yeah. humanity is that he is the Starborn.
1: I'm very curious to see how River Shoulders is able to help Harry with that situation because he offered you Know Harry, I know that you are a starborn. I have some things I can teach you. And they make a big point about pointing out, you know, um, Listens to Wind is the oldest one of the oldest wizards that Harry knows, and River Shoulders is way yeah. older than Listens oh, yeah. to Wind. He's a and
2: good kid, yeah. All this
1: information, you, should, I mean, I'm sure that he's seen multiple instances of these starborn and the 666 years, and probably.
0: And probably he's Dang. seen it go well, and he's probably seen it go bad, mm-hmm. I would bet.
1: Mm-hmm. So his I, input will be invaluable.
0: I'm very interested to see who else is starborn.
2: A lot of yeah. speculation that Elaine is also starborn, which is why Justin DuMourne was trying to cultivate Possible. both of them. Oh, okay. but I think year. That is a pretty sound theory. Yeah, I think that's a pretty sound theory. I don't know exactly how old he is, but I would expect that Rashid is probably starborn because what what better gatekeeper than somebody who's immune to the to the influences of Makes sense. the outsiders? Oh, That's absolutely. A, it, yeah. So I I don't know if he's old enough to have been born in the last starborning or whatever you would call it, but uh, he's certainly older, much older than Harry. So... so, so, it, so
1: Oh, the whole outsiders thing just felt so random. So he, like, it was kind of. I felt, it, it felt like one of those things where they're like, "Oh, it's the where we have a slow minute here. Let's put it in the outsiders. Where are some um, right angles? Where can they come out? Yeah, Don't get in corner,
0: <laughs> corner hounds. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me, this is this is one of those pieces that feels like it is a really, really, really slow fuse to burn because. Mm-hmm. Yeah um when we when we stop but but it but it also feels like and maybe this is true maybe it's not kind of you know based on some of the things that i've been hearing as i've been listening to the to the briefcases and some of the others it sounds like um this was a this was a a planned thing from the very beginning that harry's first brush with magic results in first real brush real involvement with magic winds up making him connected to the one who walks behind an outsider. And yeah. through all of this, this, this has, i as I've been, as I've been going back and looking at some of the different pieces and thinking about them, um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that all of this has been not so much about Harry Dresden, gumshoe detective who happens to be a wizard, not so much about Harry Dresden wizard who kind of sets things right it feels like it is harry dresden protector of all reality um that we have finally built him up yeah. to the point where even at the very beginning all of this was supposed to prepare him to take over for rashid now it's probably not in this book but i'll bet it's in i'll bet it's somewhere along the line at the conclusion of this process Um, Although I still, I still am contending that he's Merlin and that he's the one that sets up Demon Reach. I
2: once thought maybe he would be Blackstaff after McCoy, but I don't feel like that's his destiny. I, because he's the Warden of Demon Reach, I could see him becoming Merlin. Absolutely. After Arthur Langtree is gone for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. A lot can uh, in a couple hundred years.
2: But I mean, a lots happened
1: in the last ten years of the book series.
2: Yeah, but him taking over for Rashid certainly has merit too, if he is immune but to the outsider influence. But keep in mind too
0: that, that they've all taught that there's been some discussion about the fact that Merlin in building Demon Reach broke one of the fundamental laws of magic, which is no time travel. And we already know we already know that yeah. Harry has has done a little bit of time traveling. When he was riding with the with with the uh, with the hunt, uh, and with Santa Claus, aka Vaderon, aka <laughs> Odin, aka whoever, but so yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I and that's that's going to be something that I'm going to cling to for a little while until I am absolutely proven wrong. Um, so let me ask this question of you guys: um, yeah. the 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 scene with uh or the 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 entire engagement with this titan that comes out of nowhere yeah that
2: just randomly see and this is this is the biggest complaint for this is the biggest complaint for this discombobulated book that the editors did him no favors on it's like everything is broken down into okay these are all great these are all great plots maybe in their own books Anyway, sorry, your point, Todd.
1: uh, I thought it was was interesting that, uh, you know, this thing is called peace talks and they get to the peace talks and literally the Fomor are the ones saying, we would like to have peace. So let's all get together and do that.
2: And really it was uh, just literally, yeah, they they
1: show up and for the peace talks and literally just, you know, start beating up immortal beings.
2: I thought it felt very much like, like a video game expansion where we we <laughs> we put we bring this bigger, badder villain in where all of the factions now have to work together to defeat this bigger, badder villain.
1: It was nice that they decided to uphold the Accords because, I mean, you had people who were starting to kind of walk away and say, nope, sorry, Mab, you're on your own. And then Gatarang's like, uh, hi, you all signed the Accords, so yeah. you're tied into this. You can't just walk away from that."
0: Interesting it's, to me that Gentleman John Marcone is one of the ones that says, No, we <laughs> signed them. We all fight together. It's very interesting that
2: Marcone is being set up for kind of what we always anticipated from very early on that he was going to end up being the big bad and he's or, or the ultimate big bad of the entire series. And here he is, the one mortal on the accords taking charge and organizing and
1: well, he would getting he was, things he was moved. immediately dismissed by ethnew. Like he yeah. really needs those allies. He just yeah. can't do it on his own. So it's no. great that he signed into those accords. That was kind of a lucky, not saying a lucky chance, but it's, I was a lot of good foresight there. And he is one of the few humans especially in Chicago, who would be up to the challenge of being a part of those accords. And he has a lot to offer, which, you know, ECU doesn't know and she doesn't see. But, uh, you know, having the Valkyrie literally as the people serving the food at this occasion. Right. Um, it, you know, is really good at keeping people together.
2: Weird. I'm very disappointed that we didn't get more about the accords. Mm hmm. It it turns in, I mean, it's it's a heist novel right after another heist novel. That was one of the things that was brought up on Discord quite a bit. Is how did we feel about having what basically amounts to a heist story right Mm -hmm. after we just had a heist story? Because that's basically what it is. Lara Wraith and yeah, Lara Wraith and (laughs) and Harry trying to spring. I I guess I. which is not going to cause that. any problems at all, right?
1: Well, and again, that that wasn't originally supposed to be like the crux of the story. It was supposed to be like the first cool thing, and then it was supposed to go into a larger amount. So you know, many people have read Battleground at this point. I don't know where it's going to go, but yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: I'm very excited so to start to, it. I have Tomorrow. to be honest. I'm uh, yeah. So while a- after I finished, uh, after I finished peace talks, which I did uh, a few days ago. Uh, I was really having a hard time, kind of keeping myself focused. Uh, I w- I'm not going to say that I was wandering around like a person with no meaning in my life, but um, but I might have been trying to figure out what to listen to for a little while. You can say that. I picked up briefcases. You can
1: say that Todd.
0: Might, that might be the case
2: after Battleground.
0: I picked oh, up briefcases, briefcases and as I and as I okay. listened through briefcases, we got the Bigfoot stories, got the bombshell story. So this is not the first time that Thomas has okay. had problem with the Spartals. With the Spartals. Um we have gentleman right. John Marcone having some very clear uh, engagements with the FOMOR. So this is not the first time that we've had this with the FOMOR. I, I honestly felt like mm-hmm. um, maybe I should have, maybe I should have taken everybody's suggestion that was on Discord saying you need to read briefcases because it, it because it helps to understand what's going on in here and you know what it did after i after finishing mm-hmm. peace talks and then going back and reading or, or listening to a bunch of briefcases i'm saying to myself okay there's there's a lot more there's a lot more political intrigue that has been going on around harry than we have seen mm-hmm. and for that i credit butcher at oh, yeah. some incredible world building that he's that he's detailed enough that he's that he's made these pieces fit together in his head even if he hasn't given us all of the glimpses if he was Brian if he was Brandon Sanderson we would have all the pieces shown to us he would have shown us all the pieces and every one of the books would have been an extra 300 pages right. but 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 instead he gives us <laughs> the glimpses that we need to piece together the fact that that harry is a harry a pretty impressive piece in this in this world but he is not this world And this world moves around Harry, whether he likes it or not.
1: And it's possible. I I think I managed to read briefcases before I read peace talks. And I think it did help it make it just a little bit more satisfying. Because I knew who some of the characters were. Um, I don't know if it was necessary. But it was more satisfying to me. Like I literally posted on the Discord. I was like, hey, you guys, I'm reading through peace talks. And river soldiers just showed up that's kind of fun. Like, I'm so excited that I actually know who that is. And I know what he's talking about with, well, you helped me with my son, Harry. So here I am willing to help you out. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: It's just nice.
2: Which also, if you read them ahead of time, it helps with,
1: Oh, can you just uh, throw
2: with skin game also where the genosqua shows up, but we have reference to uh, river shoulders already, which is good. Yes, that's true.
1: Yeah, That's how true. crazy is it that the Janoska wasn't killed? Apparently, oh, <laughs> not are really looking forward to him coming back. How,
2: how scary and not exactly at all surprising was that?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, no one ever really dies, yeah. um,
2: Nerd. especially so nine foot
0: ask- tall Sasquatch <laughs> Nine foot tall, really good villains. Yeah. So um, let me ask this question: as you were as you were going through, and as you were as you were reading. Uh, and and experiencing everything that Harry's going through with all of the different ways that he has to be almost loyal to people, who do you think he's going to have the hardest time reconciling with? Is it going to be McCoy or is it going to be Ramirez? I
2: think it's going to be McCoy, personally, because I feel like old wizards would hold long grudges.
1: Well, okay. especially, I I agree with McCoy, but I think part of it is like, McCoy was his mentor.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, they, Harry lived with him for years and he helped give Harry a moral compass and Harry just really relied on that guy and loved him and McCoy loved him. Like McCoy knew this whole time that Harry was his grandson. And so to have this kind of a rift that is so huge, I think that's, That's gonna be that's gonna take some doing. It's like Murphy says, the hardest arguments are the ones that you have with family because you care so much more. Are you
0: getting Um, an argument for
1: Ramirez?
0: Todd? Well, I can I can I can see an argument for Ramirez. I'm not sure which one would be the hardest, but I will say this. As I as as I look at how hard it was for McCoy to feel like Harry was holding out on him and betraying him, Mm -hmm. how much harder would it feel to Ramirez to feel like his Hero, his mentor was holding out on him. No, oh, yeah, you know Harry's Harry's been very clear about understanding exactly who Blackstaff is, who McCoy is, and looking up to him. But he's also not afraid to say, but you're you're human. You've made mistakes too. And I'm not going to make your mistakes. I'll make my own, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to make yours. Which, by the way, doesn't sound at all like an argument that I had with my father on the day of my twin's second birthday when I was 28 years old. And yes, I remember it. And I remember exactly where I was. And it was an ugly, ugly, ugly fight. But it was also the culmination of a fight that had started almost 10 years earlier.
1: I'm very curious to see if Molly and Michael have that kind of fight when Molly finally comes clean.
0: I, I hope not you know but,
1: I, uh, she i wonder fears it or well, she, she fears when you blame her being disappointed like nobody wants to be but, disappointed in them i don't
0: yeah I, i'm not sure she's more afraid of her dad than she is of her mom yeah. Well, yeah. I'm afraid because of her mom. that relationship that <laughs> <laughs> that that relationship yeah. is not just a, uh, it's not just a typical mother daughter relationship. It's a typical dysfunctional mother daughter relationship that has yet to be resolved. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of issue there. But but that's I, I, I guess I, I guess I see the the. The two, the uh, Ramirez and Black and, and Blackstaff McCoy is the two sides of the coin. That Harry has betrayed his mentor, but he's also betrayed one of his protege. Mm-hmm. And when, when that comes to light, and when depending on how Harry handles it. Uh, depending and and Jim Butcher and we're talking about him as though he's a real person. Jim Butcher's already written it, so <laughs> we don't know yet. Uh, somebody out there probably by the time that, by the time this drops, we will all have read, uh, yeah. and and everybody will know. We're we're questioning because all we've got at the end of peace talks is lots and lots and lots of questions. Mm-hmm. But 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 I I hazard the guess that that it'll be a it'll be a coin toss between these two individuals to see whether either of them stays with Harry because remember both of them, they were, they were number one and two on the Grey council. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure either yeah. one of them is going to stay with him after this is over. Well, and
2: Ramirez, I mean, we get a look at what, uh, what story is, is it a cold case? Cold case. Yeah. Or that that we see Maggie him, and, Ma- him, and, him Molly. and Molly yeah that's what it is so we not him and Maggie no no, that no, would no, no. you that, that would
0: get him to the special hell
2: yeah that's the- <laughs> but him and him and Molly we we get you've read briefcases you have insight into just exactly why he has such a problem with the Winter Court <laughs> with or yes with the, with the Winter she so and especially
1: in the first place it just got worse
2: yeah so a lot worse. Which is, which is crazy, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think he's going to have a really hard time repairing those relationships, and it doesn't sound like he wants to. It sounds like by the end of Battleground, Harry is almost at a point where he's a lone wolf yeah, and very not well, even a part of the White Council. Yeah. Which I know he's been f- afraid of, and he even mentions in the book that this has been his community for a very long time. It's made it so that he doesn't feel alone,
1: well, and part of it was also that he was hunted by the white council for a while there, so he's he tried he tried so hard to be like you know a good wizard, a good boy, so that they'd let right. him in and they'd stop hunting him and I'm just, a good boy and a now good he's boy and now he's and now he's yeah many sketchy things that they just. Can't trust him.
2: Well, and he's he's sick of trying to always fish for their approval and their pat on the head saying, oh, Harry, you've done it right this time. When everything that he tries to do for by and large, for noble reasons, comes back to bite him in the butt because the white council says, oh, that's you're just continue down that path of darkness and blah, 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 whatever. And so now here he is at a crossroads where it feels very much like he's going to end up on his own but he's going to end up on his own in a spot where it doesn't seem like the white council can get to him very easily. Cause he's playing in a lot of supernatural circles now.
1: Well, and he's really, he really, he's still trying to do what he morally thinks is the right thing. And the white council doesn't agree, but they're not the ones in the middle of what he's in the middle of. And aren't really interested in listening to that. Um, I'm really enjoying that you two grown men are so are talking so much about these relationshipy things. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> so one of the other things that that I I find fascinating uh, about the, the way this book was was contrived and, and put together is uh, we see Harry be a little bit more devious than perhaps we've seen him be in the past. His uh, his half truths to his friends to protect them, is something that we're kind of used to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: his half truth to lara wraith about how he's going to protect his brother
1: oh yeah
2: yeah for
0: me that was a as as when i was when when they were when they were going out to demon reach i was thinking to myself oh yeah perfect place for him to go. They can find him a couple of, you know, party girls, maybe take Justine out to the island. They'll nurse him back to health. He'll get a chance to be away from all the problem. Yeah. Well, it, it, it does now, you know, as we're, as we're talking about it, but then when we see that what he's doing is he's setting it up so that he's going to become a resident of the island. And when he negotiates with demon reach to, uh, be able to put to put Thomas into stasis into a place where he can sleep and doesn't t- and hasn't told Lara that that's the deal. Yeah. Right. For me, that was a, that was a huge, that's, that's a huge moment that shows that maybe Harry's learned a couple of tricks that, that, that 10 books ago, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have thought that he would have been capable of. Because those are the same kinds of dirty tricks that everybody that used them on him said, I would never do this. I would never do this. I would never mm-hmm. do this. And he did it. Well, yeah, it was kind of a tells- dirt move.
1: Yeah. Well, he does explain, though, to Lara, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm really just trying to protect him and take care of him. Like, he's out of the reach of all of all the bad, of all of the people who are hunting him he's in stasis, so he's not going to get eaten by the monster anytime soon. So until we figure those things out, let's leave him where he is. Because even then, like, he's in stasis, he's asleep. He's guess not really peaceful, but he's not being as tortured as he was. And, and he explains, like, it's, I love my brother. I don't want him to die. I don't want him to get, you know, arrested by these Fardaws that he's apparently wronged. Um, He's sure. My brother, just like he's your brother, Lara, and I, I'm trying to take care of him the best way I can.
0: And isn't it interesting that she turns around and she says, "And if I want him back, I guess I have to protect you." Yeah, yeah. Which I hadn't thought of that, but now that you mention it, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. And and this is one of those places where we can see even though Harry's being kind of manipulative about the way that he's going about some of these things, giving a little bit of half truth to make sure that everybody's going to be along for the ride. Mm-hmm. It still feels like he's still like Megan, like he said, he's a good guy. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to follow right. this moral compass that says family's important. You keep your word. You take care of your, you take care of those that are close to you. Um, all these kinds of pieces. Uh, but wow. Yeah. It's the, really the easy
1: see from the outside that it's from the to see why on the outside so many people just mistrust him and are just like, Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you like this? It's like, Well, let's write a series of books to tell you why. Because I still get the feeling, I get the sense that Harry is talking or writing to someone. Um and I'm really – and I, I kind of wonder – Like
2: these if, are his memoirs?
1: Yeah. Like I wonder if there will be a time when we discover who he's talking to, if it's like a white court tribunal, if it's like a how I met your mother and then murdered her and then sacrificed myself kind of thing. <laughs> like – because I just – every time he goes into the hole and the white knight in me wanted to rip her clothes off and blow blah, And I'm just like, ugh, I am so bored of this. But then <laughs> – I don't know if you guys are journal writers, but I have been writing in a journal for – Oh, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I've been writing in a journal for over 20 years. For a while. And okay, I don't a read journals because I feel like they're the same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't go. So,
1: so I try to give Harry a little bit of slack, a little bit of props for being so honest and being like, and this happened and I was so attractive. Her breasts just, you know, and it's <laughs> like, okay, so good for you for being honest and being in the moment. But also this is repetitive and boring. So yeah.
2: stop it. While we're, while we're here on Thomas and Lara, I I wanted to point out that I'm, I'm worried a little bit that, because it's a natural inclination for us to say, Thomas must've been set up. He must've been manipulated. Somebody is controlling the strings and he, he, he's been made to do this. And it's a little bit my fear that we come to find out, no, Thomas actually did this on his own for some reason. Maybe he's guilty about getting Justine pregnant and he doesn't think he's going to measure up and be a good father that this is a suicide by Svardolf type situation, for example, and he's trying to remove himself from the equation or something to that effect. I'm afraid that we're going to find out that he's actually doing this at his own behest.
0: It's possible. Uh, possible that maybe he was hoping that he would get killed in the process and that the weir guild would have to be paid. Yes. Um, uh,
2: again, same, same kind of thing. Yeah. So while we're here, do you want to talk about some speculations or some fan speculation about Thomas and Lara Wraith? Sure. Ooh, yeah. There are a couple of, I I don't know, some people say things that, they say things very definitively as if this is gospel truth, and I think it's pretty much just fan fiction they're really excited about, really emphatic about, but there is one... Uh, frame of thought that says Butters is going to use his shard blade I refuse to call it a lightsaber because I'm currently into the, my uh, Stormlight Archive reread, but
1: <laughs> All right.
2: there's a train of thought that says that Butters is going to use his shard blade on Thomas to kill the demon part of him, making him human again, and then also summarily making him worthy to take up and wield Amarakius. No, become a knight of the cross. No, I which I that. I read that and I was like, how? No, not in, not even possible. Especially because Daniel's got to pick up that blade. So, unless that's Harry, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All
0: right. Unless Harry so, travels through time as Merlin and gives it to uh, Arthur because it's Excalibur. Sure. So <laughs> I I think that one.
1: Did anyone I am, hear me roll my eyes just now?
2: I'm not. I refuse. I refuse any and all time travel speculation. You know that.
0: <laughs> I know. I love it. That's, I just refuse. That's part of why I do it so much. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. But, you but love I. To...
0: But I'm going to. I'm going to admit it's part of uh, part of the reason that I do it is because I see that one happening. I see that one making so much sense. He's talked about how he's got this connection to the island. He felt it from the first time that he was there. Demon Reach responded to him immediately. Um, he was able to get the intellectus in a in uh, in, in a very easy situation against a, a spiritual entity that should have been able to just wipe the floor with him right, right when he arrived. I mean, all of these different pieces that, uh, and the fact that whoever it is that that the Merlin when he set it up broke one of the laws of magic. Well, what is Harry famous for? He's famous for bending oh, the yeah. laws of magic right into whatever shape he wants them to be. And so it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If that was, if, if we find that out, I, I I'm, I'm going to keep campaigning for that. Maybe, maybe I'll be right. I'd, I'd like to be right. Once. Here's <laughs> sure. You, come on. You've been right. <laughs> um, here's,
2: here's fan speculation. Number two, the bill is coming due on Murphy's uh, successful brushes with the law they either she's going to die or a lot of people say more likely she's going to end up in prison and that harry will end up with lara wraith (laughs) i I bring these both up to watch your guys' faces (laughs) i i I get out i'd rather
1: harry end up with molly
2: Boo. there is speculation if that it he can't be Murphy, Molly. then
1: I'd want to be Molly. Yeah.
2: there's speculation that he ends up with Molly as well, which is not entirely out of the realm of plausibility. They are both winter court uh, servitors right now. They're both wizards. They're both gonna live for hundreds of years. <laughs> and that age difference is rapidly becoming not an issue because she's almost thirty. yeah, and I mean, he's he's got
0: to be in close to fifty now, so which still makes him a young man. Um, yeah. yeah. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Definitely in which, wizard.
1: Well, especially and, in wizard years. Which is years. true. He's got plenty Yeah, of in
2: in wizard years, he's an if adolescent If he manages to survive the current mess.
1: Yeah. If he manages to, to survive the current mess, he's got plenty of time.
2: So, so anyway, a lot of people think for one reason or another, Murphy ends up out of the picture.
1: Don't and want Harry
2: ends up with either Lara or Molly. You know. Uh, I mean,
1: I know, I know I'm not in charge of what happens, but I don't want that. I like Murphy. Even if yeah. she and Harry don't stay together, I don't want her to die or go to prison.
0: Yeah, but the reality is, so, everyone knock that, on wood, every woman that Harry has been with has something tragic happens. Yeah.
1: Well, that doesn't That's mean true. That. I, she's already been severely injured. Can't that be the tragedy? That's pretty no, tragic. because
0: that was when she was his friend. They had not I yet gotten follow. to the point of being intimate, of being lovers. Sorry, Whatever.
1: mate. Sorry. <laughs> I hate you guys. I just You're so cynical. Who taught you to be this way? Really?
0: You're gonna ask that now? <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want to talk about something else. Change the subject. Okay. Harry's old trapdoor and basement. I don't know. That was heartbreaking. Can
0: I can I share with you yeah. the 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 one the the one part of the of the book that I even had a hard time listening to is the scene of conjuritis where the black widows, the giant sized black widows. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. If this one yeah. gets made into a movie, Todd is not going to be going to watch that part of the movie. I will be. Even if, it's a, in even
1: if it's like an extended peace talk slash battleground, it's all one movie. So you have to watch the whole thing. head
0: in my popcorn during that scene. Okay. That's <laughs> all just right. all there is to it. Um, Yeah. Okay. I just, the, the, the idea, and this goes back to to, to this, to this, you know, awkward kind of, you know, adolescent disease that Harry's got to deal with, um, which I wonder if we're going to find out that it was caused by, um, if maybe it was caused by Mab. Um, don't know, but, you know, could be. Hmm. That could be. that it it is used for comedic effect. It's used for intense effect, but it is not, Misused anywhere along the line. He doesn't, he, 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 it doesn't feel like it is a cheap kind of a deal. It does feel a little bit contrived and convenient at a couple of points. Like, for instance, when he's thinking that they need a bucket and he sneezes one into existence.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. that
0: moment, which is what conjures, that was the moment that I said to myself, all right, come on. If you needed him to have a bucket, why couldn't you just have him find one? Why did you have to make him sneeze one into existence? That's but the but the rest of it was funny. Yeah, that's the rest what of I'm it saying. Was, All was, this was quite chondritis
2: stuff is just silly. And
0: that. and quite you know, they're they're in the middle of a yeah, they're in the middle yeah. of a heist and he sneezes Black Widows <laughs> into existence because he was thinking about the fact that he hopes he doesn't run into any spiders.
1: Uh, nope. Right. Nope.
0: So away. we've. It's, it sounds like we've all got some yeah, beef with this particular I just, there's book. There's so much. But... It also sounds like we've got some things that we've liked about the way the book has been set up, but mm-hmm. we recognize that all it is is putting the pieces on the board. What is the one piece that you are looking forward to seeing used, yeah. used up, exposed to its fullest? What's the one piece that's coming up in Battleground that you're really looking forward to seeing how it works out?
1: Me, me, I'm raising my hand. Uh i yes, really, go ahead. I'm really interested. They had the whole Sonia. scene where Butters is fighting with um Sonia. Sonia, thank you. And they discover that the light sword does not cut people. And so it's not necessarily it would it would only save Butters from the like he can only fight the uh supernatural bad guys and not actual literal physical people um so i'm which very is why, curious by the to way, how that happens what happens which is next why i that.
2: give i give some credence to the thought of him running thomas through and curing him of
0: that demon that would be interesting to me
2: okay.
0: that would be interesting that'd be a cool one so, kim what are you most uh what are you most interested to in see how this one works out i
2: gosh there are so many things that i'm excited to see in in battleground i'm excited to see river shoulders see if see what he can do in action. I'm excited to see how he kind of ramps up Harry's next power up his, his next level up, Yeah, you know, cause he's, cause he's cleared this quest and now he, he gets a, a new level. I'm interested to see exactly what happens with Thomas on the Island because there's that one inmate on the Island who mm-hmm. is just kind of there. And we don't know anything about him. And Thomas is in this contemplative state, but that guy can still
0: talk. He can and come I come in and out what he wants.
1: I. But it I, was my understanding that they that Thomas was being protected from the other, the other yes, bad guys, the other people, yes the other inmates. And I,
2: I I remember that. However, and I don't even know if those guys are going to be remotely close to each other on the island. But I feel like. I feel like the the since the moment we found out that that was basically Alcatraz yeah. that it was meant to be broken up and the inmates were meant to become free. So yeah. whether that's the titan wandering onto the island and breaking all the cages or what from the from the moment we found out that that was a big prison I thought okay when do they all get sprung? Because it's a Chekhov's gun thing. You don't show us an island full of bad guys and expect them to just stay docile on that island.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So I, I feel like in battleground that happens. Okay. So for me, the, the one question that I have is how do they move the battle away from Chicago? Yeah. Cause they're going to have to do that. I know Harry's going to, I know Harry's going to demonstrate some new power ability you know, it's, it's, it can, it's kind of like you were saying, it's an expansion. So, you know, he's got to get some new power ability. Um, he keeps, he keeps getting, yeah. he keeps discovering new things that he can do. So major that maybe this conjuritis is, is the equivalent of a growth spurt in his magical abilities. And he's going to discover all the time that he's been using a 10th of the power that he actually has available to him. Mm-hmm. And so now he unle- unleashes some more. We know that this is going to cause Uh, that it's going to require all of the signatories on the Ancelia Accords to have to come to to grips with this and do battle in some really big things. In fact, I'm kind of expecting a pitched battle unlike anything that we've seen since uh, Harry let forth his mighty battle cry of saying, I don't believe in fairies. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I, I think we're going to see, you know, we're going to see something really huge that way. Too. But remember that. But remember that. That Ethnio said, "I'm going to do this here. I'm going to. I'm going to do this the old way. Yeah. Yeah. And take out all of Chicago. We've already had the city plunged into darkness. We've already had fires and looting starting. So far as we can tell, we've already had the police start to be scrambled for all of the things and the fire department. And we know what that feels like right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, um, uh, two years ago." When maybe when he was starting to write some of this, I wouldn't have thought that that riots would be within 20 miles of my hometown. And they have been. Uh, I would never have thought that my children would be within five miles of a riot, let alone within two blocks of one. And they were. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I would never have thought that the kind of the kind of rampant violence that is that that is supposed to be. Uh, that that is being projected as part of this final battle would hit so close to home, but it does. Yeah. And that makes it, it, it... But I also know Butcher the way that I do. And I'm not sure that he's going to write a story that destroys Chicago because Chicago wasn't destroyed. Yeah. So yeah. how do they get it away from Chicago? Um, how do they get yeah. it away? I, that's what I want to know. So that's
1: a really that's good question. Interesting it is interesting also that at the very end of the book, Harry leaves the island and he takes the uh, the dagger... And the placard with him.
2: And the placard, yeah.
1: Um,
2: Two weapons. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that I'm very be curious to see, to see how, how these otherworldly weapons are used against these otherworldly foes.
2: Two more things that I was interested in mm-hmm. that that made or that became aware apparent after I was done is one: it'll be interesting to see if Harry has to have a come to Jesus moment with his hatred of ghouls. Because they just recently oh. signed on to the Accords and there might be a, like a moment where he has to fight alongside the LeChase clan and come to grips with that. Similar to maybe how Black Staff needs to come to grips with his hatred of the white court. Mm-hmm. Good call. Maybe something like that. The other one I noticed is there was one faction of the Accords that was noticeably absent from the peace talks and didn't show up you in this mean- book. You mean mac no well i've I'm very disappointed there was a lack of Mac in this book, yeah, I was kind of expecting him to be the caterer Nicodemus and the Knights of the Black and Denarius are signatories to the accords
1: well, and they have both of the uh both of the knights the mm-hmm. I want to say the Knights radiant, and that's not who they are, but they have both of the knights um who are supposed knights to fight the against that, yes. You fight against mm-hmm. the Knights of the
2: Black and Denarius. Right? I, lo- I love that. Sonya's flight just happened to get delayed seven right?
0: times. Then <laughs> he's like, oh, good. Seems like they probably need to be here. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, I-, I wanted to bring up this one question from Discord before we had to wrap up. Who do you see not making it out of Battleground? Ramirez. Oh, oh I don't want that one. <laughs> no, I don't want answer. any of them. Yeah. Uh, I,
1: I'm going with Lara. That would be a good one. I'm guessing Lara gets taken out because Harry makes such a big deal really? about talking about how she's such a great fighter. And I can I can just see her over committing and getting myrtleized.
2: And how they're starting to get along and yeah. and everything. I could yeah. see that. I,
0: I really haven't thought about it. Yeah. That would put Thomas in charge.
1: If he can get yeah. out. Yeah. I don't. I don't see Thomas, Thomas getting out anytime soon. I didn't see Harry lasting as the White, as the Winter Night this long. So I don't. Would I don't it, see Thomas getting out of prison. In, would it? Would
2: Thomas
0: in charge, or would it free her father to reclaim? Um, charge? Or
1: somebody else I, who we don't know.
0: I think it could cause all kinds of problems and all kinds of havoc in the White Court it could be because idiots. because Lara has her father firmly under her thrall. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. a puppet and I he was losing it anyway. So yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. I don't have any specific names, but I can't possibly see every member of the senior council getting out of this
0: alive. You know, the, yeah. I, Ramirez is my Ramirez is my first one, but I'll tell you who my second is. Listens Black to wind Oh, Blackstaff. I did think of that one as well. Yeah. Um, my, my, my first guess is that Ramirez is going to be the one that's not going to make it out. Largely because there have been so many indications of his injuries that make him look like he's weak, that somebody's going to try and take advantage of it, that he's going to overextend himself, and that he's not going to have somebody there to watch his back. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Blackstaff McCoy, I I think uh, I I think we've we've seen him now at the height of his power, and I think that there's going to be something about the way that he needs to. Take take action that is going to result in him taking action of a self sacrifice nature. Taking ultimate action. Yep. Ooh. And
2: uh, what if what if Blackstaff sacrifices himself and Ramirez becomes the new Blackstaff? I don't okay. think it would happen. I think he's way too young. But how cool would that be?
1: Fantastic. He becomes uh, the new
2: Blackstaff, and Harry yeah. becomes the new Merlin. I hope How cool that that would that new it be... crappy
1: guy on the on the white council gets get? I want to see
2: Christos die. Christos, yeah, that guy. I Christos see him wiped out.
1: Let's kill him. You know,
2: in some I think senseless,
0: I, meaningless way too.
1: I all of a sudden got. I am willing.
0: Been... I am willing to bet that the the force behind the black council has been the Fulmore all along, and that Christos has been duped, and he finds out that he's been that he's been led along the garden path by the foam war. Mm.
1: yeah i mean they that did foreshadow the black cord a little bit in this one so it's it's very possible they'll somehow pop up right at the end of battleground or it'll be in yeah. the next one yeah
0: Mavera could show back up Ooh. oh
1: that one
0: Yuck! <laughs> yeah Well, it sounds like we have spent more time speculating in this episode than we have really reviewing the book. Suffice it to say, yeah, okay, good thing we read the book. Let's finish You know what? We've only read half the book.
2: Yeah, we've only (laughs) read half the book, so we could spend some time on speculation. Uh, Should we call this one good? Let's call it. I feel good. I want to start reading Battleground right this second.
0: Yeah, okay. I think I'm calling in sick to work tomorrow. We'll see how that goes.
2: (laughs) I wish I could. Perfect.
0: So... Awesome. all right well fine i'll shut it down thanks for listening everybody <laughs> see you next Go time to discord everyone.
2: patreon all that other crap and uh, <laughs> come back join us again for battleground ken's very un- we will see you next
0: ken's very uncomfortable with silence have a great night everybody